This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. <laughs> Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could. You know, the moment of bliss when you spot your fries being scooped into the carton and suddenly time slows down. I have that all the time. I love their fries. Oh, yeah. yes. McDonald's fries hit different when they're free. That's another thing I'll tell you. And when they belong to your friends, there's no better feeling than thinking you're out of fries and then you discover extra fries at the bottom of your bag or else my son still hasn't finished his fries yeah. and I'm done with mine. And uh, he used to be weaker than me so I could just take them. Yeah. Now I can't because he's stronger than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's no wrong way to eat McDonald's fries, but we all think our way is the best way. And I like stealing them from someone else. That's my favorite <laughs> way. Get your favorite McDonald's fries today. McDonald's, check them out sometime. They're everywhere. How's your sock drawer looking? It's messy. There's a lot of single socks. Yep. I think it's time for a little spring cleaning. Oh. <laughs> Check out Bombas. Once you try a pair, you'll never look at socks the same way again. I should know. I like my Bombas. Their spring collection has new garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. My feet have never been to a party. <laughs> They've so got sad. stripes and florals and new vintagey colored rib socks. You know, when I'm wearing Bombas, I feel like my feet are being caressed okay. and cared for in a way they never have been in my life. Hmm. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash Conan and use code Conan for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash Conan and use code Conan at checkout. <laughs> My name is Mila Kunis, and I feel um, indifferent about being Conan O'Brien's friend. What the hell? <laughs> indifferent? Well, okay. I've known you a long I time. I feel lucky. I feel privileged. So that's the opposite of indifferent. <laughs> Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell. Brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens. I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Welcome to Colonel O'Brien Needs a Friend. This is my podcast because the TV show wasn't enough. And uh, it started out as a lark, and I absolutely love it. It's really fun, having a blast, and of course, uh, joined by my good friends, the stalwart Sonam of Sessian. Hey, Sona. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. Your posture isn't great. You're sort of slumping I'm over. I'm comfortable like this. Just also, you have your, you're leaning this. your chin. You're meaning to lean your chin on your fist, but the fist was kind of going into your mouth and you're on mic. So okay. you're not changing anything at all. No, I'm not. Did Man. you say this to make me change it? I was trying to give you helpful advice. I don't as like a, listening to you. Kind of a father figure, if you will. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and then uh, also Matt Gorley. I call him Gorley. How are you, Matt? I'm good. How are you? Welcome back. Thank you. That's right. I was away. You're in Ghana. I was in Ghana. We shot a travel special there, and it was fantastic. Uh, what did you do while I was away? 
I just lived in peace for the first time in my life for a few months. Really? Yeah. You mean it just because I was gone? Yeah, just like the stress load was off. I oh, was come just... on. What are you talking about? I, I think you thrive on this connection. I make you better. Yeah. I'm like a Michael Jordan who raises your game, but Michael Jordan now who hasn't played basketball in a long time. <laughs> and, and wears we'll, Hanes t-shirts and a Hitler mustache. Wears Hanes t-shirts, yeah, and a Hitler mustache <laughs> and apparently bets very heavily. Uh, <laughs> so I'm that Michael no, Jordan. No, we complete each other and don't answer that. Okay. Wait, you have a beer? Yeah. Why are you drinking a beer? It's, it's Friday. Not, yeah, but it's not even two o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know. We finished the interview. It's, you know, Sona's like relaxing. Can I'm chill? having a beer. What are you Probably go about? for a swim later. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Come I just on, think get with it, old man. Don't be a dork. Yeah. Nerd. Wow. To be taunted by you two <laughs> is hysterical, especially Gorley. I bet you'd reach into your back pocket for a switchblade, but you'd got no comb. It would switchblade. No, no, no. It would be, it would, it would be a vintage comb, an ironic vintage comb that What's used to. What's an ironic comb? I don't know. Probably a comb with like no teeth in it. Because <laughs> isn't it funny? And it used to be, belong to like uh, you know a Secretary of State in 1902. And you got it online. Yeah. That's so yeah, right. you're a threatening chap. So no, seriously, g- get your hand away from your no. chin. Oh, God. Oh, I like this. It's comfortable. Were you like this as a teenager? Yes. Okay. I, ha- I was. So you never grew out of this phase? No, I was always in detention because I had trouble with authority. Yeah. It's, uh, I've noticed you have trouble with authority. Yeah. I am the authority around here, and you and I always have trouble with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> Sorry. Are you high? No, I'm not. Do you wish you were? Yeah, of course. I wish I always was at so, work. It makes it so much better. Am I the only one here with a work ethic? I guess. Yeah. I'm sitting here drinking water. You can you can be And un- you you are drinking uh Pacifico? Mm-hmm. Okay, beer. Yeah. And Sona here is pining away for a sweet <laughs> edible. Yeah. A sweet chewy marijuana high. You can be unpleasant sometimes. Not so true. it is nice not to numb it. Not true. I was at jury duty for two weeks and I miss it. You miss jury duty? <laughs> I do. <laughs> so wait, I was in Ghana and Matt Gorley described it as the best time he's had in months yeah. while I was away. And you are pining for jury duty. <laughs> I was on a trial for two weeks and I miss it. How are you allowed to be on a jury? I'm a great juror. Yeah, but you have to be a citizen of the United States. Oh, oh. come on. I am a citizen. Sona. I was born here. I'm a citizen. This bit, it it went nowhere because it doesn't make any sense. I was born here. Um, what's who's on today? <laughs> You're anxious to change the conversation. Who's who, who do you have? You're out of it. You're both out of it. Who are you gonna make friends with? I am with raring today? to go. I've been to Ghana and I've come back and I'm raring to go, hitting on all cylinders, and I look over at you two goofballs. Uh, you're sucking on a cerveza, having a good time. You got a tan. Yeah, man. Where'd you get your tan, man? Backyard. Oh, yeah. Backyard. <laughs> I bet that's code for something, right? <laughs> no. Huh? Yeah, code for the yard that's not in the front of my house. Right, in the yeah. back. Yeah. You're in the old backyard. What about you, Sona? Mm. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what an uninspiring team. Okay, I want to mention something really quickly, and you're going to have to help me with this, Gorley, if you, you can it. sober up. Coming up, we have a real treat, uh, a special edition of this podcast. It's going to be coming up called Deep Dive with Dana Carvey. Six episodes where Dana and I just riff and behave like fools, and uh, man, 
Is he funny? Oh, you guys are both. It's a delight. Oh, no, no, no. It's, it's Fred Sy. I'll give it to Dana. Okay, he's, I'll he's, take it back. <laughs> it's, uh, it's really Dana being absolutely hilarious. And uh, you don't want to miss these. These are slightly shorter episodes, but they're packed with chuckles, guffaws, laughs, and hearty har hars. And that's a guarantee. Deep Dive with Dana Carvey. When do those roll out? Well, this will bridge the gap between the two seasons of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. So oh, I guess so we're it's doing official. An, we're we're doing coming it, back. We're doing another season. Yeah. That's exciting. If you've enjoyed this, uh, we're coming back for more. If you haven't enjoyed it, ha ha, (laughs) (laughs) your life's getting worse. (laughs) So uh, these will uh, come out for free between the the seasons of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. But if you want them right now, you can get a free month of Stitcher Premium. Sign up at stitcherpremium.com and use promo code CONAN and hear all six episodes. Otherwise, the free ones will be out on August 5th, and they'll come out once a week for six weeks and lead you right up to season two of Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Yeah. And and check those. The, the ones with – I'm really proud of the ones uh, I got to do with Dana Carvey. Uh, he is a national treasure, and he really makes me laugh, and uh, I think you'll have fun checking him out. Okay, so onward. Today's guest, I'm really happy. Today's guest is a a very talented actress. I've gotten to interview many times over the years. You know her from that 70s show, Black Swan, and Forgetting Sarah Marshall. She's also voiced Meg for 17 seasons of Family Guy. I'm very excited to talk to her. She's a very special person, Mila Kunis. Hey, Mila. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, for sure. I say this quite honestly. I've loved you for a long time. You're just a real person, and I don't get to meet that many real people Thank in you. show business. I mean that. Thank you. From, I think, one of the first time, first time I met you, you were a kid when you came on my show. Mm-hmm. You were, uh, and you seemed like a child to me. And then you started <laughs> talking, and I thought, well, she's on this show, that 70s show, oh. and she's an actress, and she's very young. So there's certain... <laughs> There's certain things that you might expect, like you live, I thought, there's a lot of people that live in a bubble. You know okay, what I mean? Yes. They live in a bubble, and um, I've experienced it firsthand, and they don't know much, have much life experience. And I started talking to you, and you had the wisdom of like an old Ukrainian fisherman, you know? <laughs> I just was like blown away by how street smart you were, how frugal you were. Um, you told me that your parents got mad at you about something and they took your right to drive your car away. So you were taking the bus yep. to tapings of that 70s show. Yep. And I thought, this is, first of all, <laughs> God bless your parents. But second of all, this is great. Yeah. This is fantastic. I have really cool parents. I mean, hindsight 2020, they're awesome. But when you're, you know, 16, 17, well, maybe let's say 15, 16, and I was on 70s show and I didn't have a license at the time. My mom had to pick me up from work, and I was still going to public school. And she worked at Rite Aid on Laurel Canyon and Victory. And so she would drive down to CBS and pick me up after rehearsals right. at like 3, and then take me back to work with her until she closed the store at 10 p.m. And I had to do ice cream and do your photos. I had like a whole other job because I had no choice. And I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I work. I, what am I do? So like, I literally like had no, I had no choice. I lived in, but it's a different world. I bet today my parents would have been like, well, just Uber home. But that didn't exist. But that's not even the, the point. The point to me is more, most kids your age, when they landed a sit, a major sitcom job, you know what I mean? Role, 
are it's a matter of weeks before they're online ordering like a Bentley, you know, or something they can't afford. Or, no, you know I what I mean. Not, I mean, if you're an immigrant, you have a very different mentality. Like that, I really do attest it to the fact that like I'm I'm not first generation. My kids are first generation. So right. Because I am an immigrant, I think that that uh, creates a different perspective on what the value of a dollar is and yep. what hard work is. I really do from like, you know, ground up. I think uh, I think – I mean, you've talked about that, Sona. You've talked about how yes, yeah. I'm always convincing people that you are an immigrant. <laughs> I'm not. My parents are, and so I know exactly – I am first so generation. So I'm your parents. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, I totally And get you that. always had jobs, and you're always. extremely practical, mm-hmm. and you're always – your brother's always giving you a hard time if you spend like an – Sure, brother, to a fault almost. Like there's yes. a happy medium, and, I'm, <clears throat> and it took me – like I, I say this – yes, there's like extremes to both situations, but I was such an extreme like – I'm going to be broke tomorrow. I'm not going to have a job. Like, you know, I was such a, uh, I was always living my life so much so uh, cautiously that it took me the longest time. And it didn't happen until I married my husband that he was like, we're going to be okay. And I was like, but we can't, we we can't buy this house. And he was like, what, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, he's like, I promise you we can do this. And I, to this day have this weird sense of like, what the f- but you don't need to buy that plastic bottle. We have plenty of water in the sink and we paid very good money to have it clean. So get a glass bottle and you're fine. Like I, it's just the way that, and it's not necessarily healthy. So I think there's a, there's a balance to it that I'm finding. There's a, there's a kind of neuroses that comes Possibly. with, you know, it's interesting because, um, of wastefulness. It has to do with being not wasteful. I yeah. think if you like pinpoint it, like I've had a very hard time being wasteful, whether it's with like food yep. or, um, not to get woo, but like, you know, earth. Like yeah. I'm like, why, what do we do? We're such wasteful humans. Like we don't need to do this to ourselves. But that's admirable. I, I, I do, I really do think, I know you're saying there's a happy medium. I do think there's definitely something that comes from not being a citizen of the United States when you're born, coming here and you have, you have a different perspective. Famously, Bob Hope, you know, like the sort of master of ceremonies comedian of the 20th century, he uh, was incredibly frugal and he was the richest landowner in California. Yeah. But when he was in his late 80s, I know from people firsthand who were in his life would say, oh, I was with him at a Carl's Jr. today and he had his, I took him there and he had his certificates to get 20% off his Carl's <laughs> Jr. burger. He's the He's one of the richest- men in the history of American entertainment and he's got his coupon and he's 88 years old and you want to say, Bob Hope, what's the, what's the issue? Well, anyone who's done, I did, you know, when I started reading up about Bob Hope, he was born to a very poor stonecutters family in Wales. Yeah. He didn't come from the United States. They moved here and he was desperately poor when he was a kid. He never forgot that. It was always, yeah, okay, I have a billion dollars and I own most of California, (laughs) but- I've got this. Yes. I've got, I can get 20% off my Carl's Jr. burger and I'm, I'm not going to screw with that. I'm a, a big supporter of Groupon. I have walked into restaurants with a Groupon. Right. Um, I, uh, I use it all the time. Do I, you ever get any attitude? Because obviously the they know you, they, you all know. All the time. Why but is like, Mila Kunis using They're like, it? really? And I was like, yes. So if I check in, do I still get my 10% off on this bikini wax? <laughs> like what? I Absolutely. Like I love shopping online because I don't get out very much. So I love, I'm a very good online shopper. Um, I'm also a really great uh, like promo coder. Like I will find promo codes for everything. <laughs> There's, we're building a house right now. Right. Um, 
but I will sometimes like our uh, designer will send me like, these are the chairs that we need. And I was like, but do we really? Cause these seem a little overpriced. And I will then go online at like two in the morning and find like coupon codes for similar looking chairs and send it back and be like, but what about these? And she was like, no, no, we're not. So I'm still doing this. It's not, it's like, uh, those yes. are made of tinfoil. <laughs> like, we don't know who they made won't, them. They Taiwan. won't support your weight. You know, you told me this story once about how, when you were, you were, you had all these money-making schemes uh, when you were a kid. And yeah. while you were on the 70s show, yep. you were still up to some of your money-making schemes. Yes. One of them involved T-shirts, and it was hilarious. I, I, I remember it to the this irons. day. Yeah, yes. tell me about that. Okay. <laughs> well, there's an end to that story, because I think I talked about it on your show. Yeah. And then I got a video message from the Backstreet Boys of wanting their um, 10% off of the let's, T-shirts. So let's, <laughs> let's take it back from the beginning, because let's just assume that no one saw that episode. <laughs> okay. uh, take it from the beginning. Okay, so um, so I grew up in L.A., so there's a reason for this. I'm not a transplant, right? I came here when I was like 7, 8, and I've lived here my whole life. So my girlfriends, who are still my friends to this day, I met when I was in second grade and so forth. Um I have a friend, her name is Julie. She's still my girlfriend and we're super close and we've been friends since we were like eight or nine. And she's like, she's, if there's Lucy and Ethel, she's, she's Lucy and I'm Ethel. Like she gets me into trouble all the time. Like she has these schemes where I'm like, all right, I guess I'm along for the ride. (laughs) So when we were in, um, you know, I mean, there were so many things, I guess I can talk about it now. It doesn't matter. But okay. So there used to be a mall called Beverly Center. Mm -hmm. And she used to be the manager at a store called Natural Wonder. It's out of business is the only reason I can talk about it. Okay. And um, it's a real store. And she would make me come in because she didn't want to be there by herself on like Christmas, like that three weeks of like Christmas shoppers and make me quote work there so that she would have a friend. So I would put on like a brown apron and stand in the front of the store and be like, would you guys like some moon rocks? <laughs> totally. Everything's illegal about this. Yeah. You're not, an, you're, you're not an employee. Nope. 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 And I would like ring the register and like bum around the store. That's my friend. So prior to her having the job in Natural Wonder, or it might've been during, um, is when eBay popped up. Like eBay became kind of what it just started out becoming like, wait, you can sell items on eBay? And um, and so we would go to downtown LA and buy, you know, whatever, for $2, like stacks of, of uh, white T-shirts, white beaters, and print out on iron paper what was popular back then, which was Backstreet Boys, which was the number one selling T-shirt. Or like if it was Christmas, we'll do any logo for you or in sync or whatever was pop culture relevant or anything that you wanted for us to, to print out on iron-ons. Right. And we would iron that on and send it off through eBay. And um, and we became really popular. So wait, you had no <laughs> approval. Zero. Uh, you had no legal right. All of right. this is illegal. Yes. All of this was illegal. 100%. <laughs> like this... Not a, nothing about this was okay. And mind you, we didn't do drugs. So we were just sober, having fun, little <laughs> girls giggling, like iron things on while I was on 70 Show. Yes, that's the point. Yes. You're, you're, Correct. you are a major, <laughs> you're an actress yes. in like this big hit sitcom, this ensemble sitcom. Correct. And at the same time, you are making illegal bootleg yes. Backstreet Boys and InSync t-shirts and or selling them through the mail, which is- we put a dog on it. You know, we didn't, we, we, we didn't judge. This whatever. is mail fraud. This is every kind of yes. fraud. Yes. And yes, it was, this was so bad. Like, but we, we at 15, 14, 15, your moral compass is like, you're like, but 
don't know. This is not very illegal. It's very <laughs> illegal. Yeah. Um, but then after I talked about it on your show, um, AJ from Baxter Boys uh, goes to school. His daughter goes to school with my best friend's little girl. And so one led to another. And all of a sudden I had a video of like, <laughs> give me my money, which was very <laughs> AJ funny. AJ wants his money back. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh, thank God they have a sense of humor. Uh, I, I think there's... I mean, we were so stupid, Conan. I can't even tell you the dumb things that we did. They were all well, fine. Well, I think you should. I think you should tell us well, more. Well, because you're bored, kid. You're bored. And we were so safely bored. Like, we were those kids that were, we weren't self-destructive. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. we were 16, but we were still, like, like nice, happy-go-lucky girls. Um, at one point, Julie had a car. Well, so I had a, a Ford Explorer. It was my first car. And Julie had a um Oh, my God. It was like 100 years old. It was like a Toyota CRV, but I swear it wasn't. It was some version of that, but right. also had like 250,000 miles on it. It was really beat up. But like, like so bad. And um, and so we decided we were <laughs> – this is not even that funny to anyone other than me reimagining it. Okay. So we're on Hollywood Boulevard. So you can imagine Hollywood, and this is where she used to live, is like Hollywood and um, and like Fuller. Mm-hmm. And we looked at each other and we're like, well, what do you want to do this afternoon? I don't know. What do you want to do? Well, let's just – Run our cars into each other and see what happens. <laughs> wait, wait, that is funny. Wait, wait, no, no, this isn't. I know what? that we, you had us all prepared. Like, well, this this is probably only funny to me. No, 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 this isn't just funny. It's terrifying and wrong. I've so you took both of your this. you took both of your cars. <laughs> so she's in her car. You're in your car. Oh wait, uh oh, there's more. Wait a minute. I'm getting. You're laughing too hard. You can't speak. We were both in my car. We decided just to take my car first. <laughs> <You're> just in <laughs> <laughs> her car. So her car parked. She's crying. She's crying. Your Mila Kunis is crying and can't control herself. Because this is so stupid. Like, I know. Who does? I would never do that today. Oh, you don't think? You don't think you would? <laughs> you should hey, kids. Let me strap the kids into the safety seats, and then we'll go smashing into some cars. <laughs> Mommy, why? Oh, come on! I did this when I was a kid, and you'll do it when you're older. Oh my god! Uh, yes. So wait. So her car's parked. Yeah. But then we. And yeah. you're both in your car. What kind of, how many miles per hour are we talking? Not that fast. Um, 10, 15 miles an hour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like under, 10, 15 under. Okay. And then, so I hit her car, and they were like, "Ah." (laughs) her mascara is running down. Mascara is running. Your uh, tears are coming down. I'm not lying, right? No, it seems like she's recounting a tragedy. I feel like everyone's crying. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, then she took her car and reversed it into my car. (laughs) For no reason. I'll never understand why we did this, guys. It'll never make any sense to me. Okay. I love how, first of all, Correct me if I'm wrong, but you said, now look, we're, you know, we didn't do drugs, so it was innocent kind of fun. Yeah. No, no, this story only makes sense if you're on drugs. I know, I'm telling you. And you went out of your way to tell us no. We were super sober. This yeah. is like, we didn't do, oh my God, I know, so stupid. I wish Julie was here because she would be dying. Ooh, mind you, she's really respected, has a PhD. <laughs> yeah, in physics. That, that inspired her to become, when an object... When an object strikes another object at 15 miles an hour. This is the problem. 
She's a like a. She has a PhD from UCLA. <laughs> oh my god, that's the greatest thing! Awesome. Oh my god, so this tough. is the greatest moment. I, I mean, we've had a lot of great moments. Oh, yeah. man. How many of these podcasts have we done now? This is thirty-three. Okay, I'm gonna. I might have to give this one the award. I think for so. just absolute greatest moment. Oh. My God! Wow! Oh my God! That's that's fantastic. Um, so ridiculous! So stupid! Okay. Anyways, <laughs> I can think of so many of them, but let's move on. Okay. If another one occurs to I will, you, I, will tell I you. want you to tell it because I think these are therapeutic Ooh. for you, and they're solid so gold ridiculous. for me. So what happens when you grow up in LA? You're just you're like. No. 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 <laughs> no. Yeah, I grew no. up in LA. Yeah, no, no. No. Many people oh many God. people have grown up in LA and don't have stories like this. <laughs> oh, <I'm> so <laughs> in Hollywood, not off of not off in a small street, guys, <laughs> on a very busy street. Sure. Why? Why? I don't know. Okay. Good. I don't know. If anyone knows why out there, please contact us. Oh. I think that's a fair question to ask people. If anyone understands. I was just supposed to call in, and then people just yeah. call in. And well, yeah, people cards. will contact us. And if also, anyone out what there. what happened? Like, are the cars, were they okay? Oh, well, I'll or? tell you what happened. So nothing happened to mine, but her license plate fell off, and then we had to be like, well, how do we, what do we say about this? So we had to throw it in the trunk, and then her mom was like, well, what happened to your license plate? And Julia goes, I don't know, someone hit me. <laughs> that was it? We never talked about it again? So that would be insurance fraud. <laughs> well, let's take a quick break, because we're going to do, uh, do some ads, but we'll be right back. Oh, yeah, ads are important, because ads, you know, give you money. Yeah. Yep. And also, there are, sponsors you? also like a mattress, we have a bunch have? of people, and you know what? There are promo codes with each. Oh, that's, so what, I, you, that's what I like. That's right. So pay attention. Pay attention. <laughs> they like, like write Conan in the yes, promo code, it's always and you like, get 20% It's off. always Conan. And if you ever want to have a picture yeah. of yours printed on glass instead of paper, <laughs> have I got the company for you. It's called Fracture, and I can get you 20% off a what Fracture else can you print. you get 20% off? What's this? Oh, you have come to the right guy. <laughs> Let's say Ashton wants to manscape. Yo. And that's not my business, but I said I have observed you guys from afar with a very powerful lens. And uh, he could do some cleaning up what down there. What company is this? Oh, uh, what company is that? Gorley? Manscape? Yeah. I think it's just called Manscape. There you go. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure you were still paying attention. What? Manscaped. 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 Oh, Manscaped. It's past and they, tense. And they, and they wax your balls? No, 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 no. Oh. Well, please, let's yeah, keep this clean. This is, a primarily, this is primarily a, sh- uh, a podcast for children, they so let's watch it. They shave your balls. No, no. It's, no, oh. they, excuse me. No, no, that's not right either. They send you the equipment so you do it yourself. Do what yourself? You manicure things down below. You shave your balls yourself. But why Sorry. do you need equipment? What As do you need? Like, to- a, like a saw? Like, what do you need? <laughs> and a hard What's no, no. down there for you, Conan, that you need equipment? Or Oh, not- you don't want to get into mine is a, a thick, dense... Uh, oh, 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 well, no, excuse no. me. Hello. Imagine copper. A copper oh, Brillo brush. Oh, with tinges sorry, of gray. Uh, oh, did we go too far? Okay. We're back from commercial, aren't we? Oh, we didn't even go yet. And we're gone. it's incredible to have the flexibility to work in all sorts of places, whether it's taking video calls from the park or emailing large files while you're grocery shopping. Sona, this is good for you. Is it? Because you're always doing whatever work you do for me from fun locations. But I like blaming it on not having reception. I know, but you can't do that here. Working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network, which is why you should check out T-Mobile, Sona. Then you got no excuses. They're America's largest and fastest 5G network. 
With T-Mobile, you'll be covered in more places with the 5G speed you need for your life on the go. Plus, they also cover more highway miles with 5G than anybody else. Check it out if you don't believe me. Hey, Blay, you've got T-Mobile, right? I do. I was actually just up in the woods in Idlewild. It was fantastic for the weekend. And uh, my T-Mobile didn't miss it. My T-Mobile phone didn't miss it. You know, I wouldn't think you'd need a cell phone because you speak so loudly into a microphone. (laughs) Well, I had to look some stuff up. Just take it. Just take it down. I didn't know what brunch was. I can hear him. When the restaurant's open for brunch. Okay. uh, So I used uh, my T-Mobile coverage to check out brunch. That's all right. Anyway, wherever you are, you know, take it from the loud speaking Blay. If you're on the go, you want to be in the know, you want to make the show. What? Uh, T-Mobile. Okay. That's the one for you. That was I should weird. have rhymed it with go. Anyway, <laughs> find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. Fastest based on median overall combined 5G speeds, according to analysis by Ookla of Speed Test Intelligence Data Q3 2023. C5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, we were all dancing the Jitterbug and the Watusi. Okay. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone <laughs> cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's <laughs> happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on oh, this? Oh, yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. Yeah. I hate a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not oh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm-hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it it's less filling Miller Lite or it tastes great. Yeah. The cool thing is when we all realized it's both. Okay. It's less filling and it tastes great. Yeah, all right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. Great taste. Only 96 calories. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and it's less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Conan. Or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Yeah. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. If most people are being honest, no one really knows what you do for work, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, especially if you're in a, what I like to call B2B. Oh, you know? what, what is that? I'll explain. Okay. That's a business doing business with other businesses. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I call it B2B. It's a little thing. It's also, uh, it's a boy band I'm working on. <laughs> anyway, fortunately, LinkedIn has a network of professionals who get what you do and you can reach the right people who matter most to your company because they're LinkedIn. Yeah. That's what they do. Yeah. LinkedIn has over, this is the fun part to say, one billion members. Are you serious? Yeah. That's not that's more people than are on Earth because there are people on the moon using it in Saturn. <laughs> that's one over one billion members on its platform, including 70 million decision makers. God, I'd like to meet a decision maker. Since LinkedIn members are regularly updating their work history, you can precisely build a target audience by job title, industry, company, and more. Man, you can reach the right people for your, I'm going to say it again, B2B business 
with LinkedIn ads. Yeah. Gets even better because LinkedIn will give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Mm. There you go. Just go to linkedin.com slash Team Coco to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash Team Coco. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. I'm glad we got out of there because I think when we left off, yeah. uh, I was describing a Brillo copper pad. Brillo pad in my nether regions. <sighs> Let's move on Kay. to better areas uh, because Kay. I want better for you, for your children. Okay. Um, you worked with Ashton for a long time mm -hmm. and you were platonic friends. Super platonic friends. Like super platonic. Yeah. It never occurred to you, oh, this will be no. the person I marry. No. Like the opposite. Um I love biology, but I hate chemistry. Mm -hmm. Ashton was a chemistry major, so he did my chemistry homework for me half the time. Really? So that's literally our relationship was so brother and sister. Yeah. Because when you're 14 and 19, it's such a large age gap. It really is. 14, 19, you're like, that's a, that's a grown-up. Yes. Like, that's gross on both levels. It was not even a plausible thought. Right. So when we reconnected when I was, um, you know, 27 – 26, 27, 27. Right. Um, and 34 at the time, it's right. totally fine. Right, Very right. different reconnection. So you see each other in a different light. But going back to when I was younger, no, not at all. Yeah. Not in the slightest. You know, I've noticed we were talking about what people are like as parents. What I've observed is that you guys are uh, – like he's a real physical dad. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, a lot of people, we now have science will allow people to have – children, uh, the, the male, and that's not even so much science, but women can have children later, but there's a lot of men that uh, will become a new dad at like 65. And that's part of the culture. And I think, you know what? We're kind of meant, the one thing they don't take into account is we're meant to throw our kids around, especially the guys. We are meant to pick up our kids and toss them in the air and catch them. And one of the times I was hanging out with you guys Ashton's in the background just throwing <laughs> yeah. your children up into the air and then they'd go up like 10 feet and then he would catch them. Yeah. There was a lot of rough and tumble and I'm that way. I like to do that. And it's like the one reason that I motivate myself to try and work out every day is exactly. I want to be able to tackle my children, even when they're grown, even when they're grown adults. Yes, of course you do. And writers on the show. Like I'm not even kidding. I want to be able to tackle people and be a physical, goofy guy. Yes, he's the same. I mean, and not to take away from if you do have children at a later age, I think all all great. But I do think that the greatest benefit of having a kid at a at an age where you're able to be right physical is important. It's, I'm not, like I'm the same size as my children. Like, you know, it's not like- Yeah, I, I saw him tossing you around a little <laughs> too. I think he not, got confused. He was like, child, no, mm -hmm. wife. Um, I love, I mean, I, I, I play with my kids. We just play differently. Like I play pretend with my kids. Not to say that my husband doesn't, but I play pretend and we're on the floor and we're playing with trucks and we, you know, hide and go seek and do all these things. And then, you know, he comes home and it's a- it's a fucking jungle gym. Like, it's the greatest thing that can happen. Also, you get, like, your piss and vinegar out. Like, go play with dad. And you go outside and they, you know, just, they're crazy. And it's yeah. the best thing that can ever happen. Here's, so where, I, I, here's yeah. where I get in trouble. I get in trouble, uh, and I used to get in trouble a lot more when they were younger, but uh, it would be getting close to bedtime. Oh, I, yes. And I, I, would come, all the time. I would come home from doing yes. my late night show, mm -hmm. whichever late night show I was doing at the time, and I would come home 
And it was, I'm all amped up from doing the right. show and I'm amped up all the time anyway. And I would come home and I would chase my kids around. Right before bedtime. They'd be shrieking. <laughs> they'd be punching me. I'd be pretending to fall down. I'd be getting up, becoming a zombie, yep. throwing pillows at them. They're throwing pillows at yep. me. And my wife would be like, what? Knock it off. This is me a lot of times. And, and they're supposed to be in bed 10 minutes ago and their heart rates are both at 180. Yes. You know? And, <laughs> and it was true. I was being a total, <laughs> I just couldn't help it. It yeah. was like my crack cocaine. I learned to be okay with it. The first kid, I was like, but I but but I set the lights and the tone and the thing and everybody's ready for a second kid. I really very much so was like, what am I whatever, enjoy your kids. Like it is what it is, and you have 20 minutes, go, you know. Right. Cause he he when he was doing his show, he would come home from pre-shoots at like if our bedtime was 637, he would come home at 615. And I was like, oh my God. It was either you come home at five or come home at eight, but do not come home in between. In this special hour when children are being put down <laughs> to sleep. I know, but now I don't care. Now I genuinely do not care. I be, I think it's great. I really think it's so yeah. important. It's so important for them to have that. Because as much as I can do that, it's not the same. It's just I have different energy. I just do. Like if they get a, if they hurt themselves, they naturally run to me. And if they want to go and play and go ape shit and do pretend to be a zombie or a fish or a dinosaur or whatever, they definitely go towards it. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just different play. Now, there's this thing I want to talk about that it's it's a little bit of a thread I'm finding out that's running through this podcast, which started as a lark. And it's turned into yeah. this thing that I really love to do. Um, and that is this business that we're in, which mm-hmm. which fascinates me. Um, and I'm, I'm pretty sure you're going to know what I'm talking about. But- it's a business that attracts a certain kind of person who very much wants validation in this very public way. Uh-huh. And they want their happiness to come in this very public forum. And they want it to come, you know, they want the awards, the things that all of us can get sucked into. Yeah. And it's very interesting to me when I'm talking to someone, you in particular, who's had an incredible amount of success, but I sense, and I know I'm right, that that's not where you get your validation from. Is that correct? Yeah. Like that's not what makes you- Happy or fulfilled. Happy or fulfilled. Nope. You're proud, I'm sure, of of the stuff that you've accomplished and what you've done. 100%, yes. But, and I work hard at it. Yes. So I have, I'm definitely proud and I have, um, a, I think, a healthy amount of ownership over it. Right. Yeah. But then what you, you, you seem to be someone who's figured out the thing that I'm going to say eludes a lot of people in entertainment- I don't even think people people who consume entertainment don't know how truly unhappy some people are oh, yeah. that work in this business. Yep. Because we have such we have a culture that that uh, worships anyone who's in People magazine and is smiling and wearing leggings that are, you know are are selling are No, that you know what I mean they're always walking down the street like holding a coffee and it's like rocking these new silver leggings that are from the <laughs> Jojo Jajaba collection. And uh you know, mm-hmm. you know, we're talking totally. about, and and we live in this culture where, well, that person is to be idolized, whereas you and I have no plenty of these people. We know a lot of them personally, and we've worked with them, mm-hmm. who are absolutely fucking miserable, correct, and depressed, depressed. Yes, and uh, I almost wanted to, I don't know, like sort of just shed a light on how I can't tell you how many times I drive around this town, Los mm-hmm. Angeles, and see billboards of people beaming. Mm-hmm. happiness and 
and it says like, check out blank and their, and their new show or their sitcom or whatever. And they're giving you that big smile. And I think, I know that person. And that's not that person. Yeah. They're selling you something that's completely wrong about themselves. Yes. I don't know. I, I know. I, it's a weird thing that I've always talked about because I think it's always been fascinating for other people as to why I'm not fucked up. And I don't know where, where, what, when, what, like, I, I don't know where the trajectory went this way. And I clearly went in this one route and not this route because my friends did go in this route. You had, you had friends that, that got into it. And- 100%. Yeah. I've been doing this since I was nine. Yeah. So I've had so many of my friends that, especially that were doing this at a younger age where you're a little bit more susceptible. Well, a lot, yeah. You know, it's interesting, but there are other people like you. I've had the privilege of chatting a couple of times with Jodie Foster. And she is one of the smartest people I've ever talked to and completely um, seemingly unaffected by being Jodie Foster. And she Mm -hmm. started as a kid. And you think, how did you get through that maze? Because so many, you know, to to go through everything that – that she's been through in that level of fame and yeah, and for, hers has also so many other baggages. I mean, she's yeah. respond, you know what I mean? She yeah, was at the height of the height, but I don't know. Yeah, and she and 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 I think, but it's but it's rare. Yeah. It's really rare, and so it's, it's it's more rare now that I've allowed. Like, I don't make friends easily. I have like my group of friends. And I'm perfectly happy with my little group of friends, and. I've had what I used to coin as like the flavor of the month where like a new friend would come in for like a minute. And I was like, that's my new friend. But it really wasn't. Right. And so then- Who I- tells them it's over? <laughs> is, is, does, does someone come in the room and go, it's over? <laughs> it's done. You're, you're next flavor. <laughs> um, I stop like responding. Uh, you leave the room on a happy note and then someone else comes in the room and says, it's over. Wait, no, she said she was going to get us like, ice cream. No, no, no. Just sign this and you're done. Um, I, so, but recently I've been like, you know what? I'm going to venture out. We're going to like make new friends, whatever. And I've learned that people in this industry and I have very little in common. Yeah. I, and I don't mean this in a, in a negative way or um, in a judgmental way, but just things that I want to talk about mm-hmm. versus things that, that are of interest to most people in this industry uh, are very different. But right. that's not bad or good. It's just something that I've just recently realized. What I came to, I realized a long time ago is that uh, – if you're in this business, and it just doesn't have to be show business because there's other businesses where this happens too, but if you tie your self-worth to something that oscillates, that goes up and down, yes. naturally, you're, go- you're going to be miserable your entire life. 100%. So I don't, if you're a stockbroker, same thing. If you're in this business yeah. uh, and you you make a deal that I'm going to be uh, totally thrilled with myself and my life and my reality, as long as I'm on the cover of the magazine. Mm-hmm. But the minute someone else is on the cover and I'm on page seven, I'm going to be in the depths of despair. You're fucked. Totally. There's no way out of that. Nope. And our whole industry is opinion based. So right. it's not even how good your work is, it's just what the guy next door thinks of it. Right. So I, why make yourself be worth upon some douchebag? Like, I don't need people I don't know telling me right from wrong. Right. I get enough of it at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm cool in that regard. But I think that that also helps, that I'm not on social media. So I don't have a constant reminder of how many likes I have in my life. Yeah. Which is very healthy. Which is really healthy. What Now, okay, here's the situation. Now you're raising these children yep. and their parents are these two, you know, successful, really successful actors and people in the business. Um, how do you 
convince them that like, no, you're going to churn butter for a living or you're going to, what, what are the, what are the, are you, you probably already started to think about it. Like we, you're going to have a job when you're 11. You're going, we're going to get, yeah. you're going to work in a stone mill. She knows exactly what her job's going to be. We go to this little um, deli in LA on Sunday mornings. This is like diner deli um, on Sunday mornings for breakfast. And she's gone there since both the kids have gone there since they were little. And so she wants to work there with the waitress. Her name's Gloria. And she's like, I'm going to come in and work with you here. And, and Gloria's like, great. When you're like nine years old. And she's like, okay, I'm going to come here on the weekends. We have it all planned out. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a funny situation that happened at school. We haven't told my kids or we haven't told our kids what we do, how it relates to life. I was driving to them to school one day and there was a billboard with my face on it for a movie. Mm-hmm. And my daughter went, oh, mom. <laughs> and I went, Yep. Had no, didn't comment, didn't elaborate. And I drove home and I was like, I think that at one point we're going to have to figure out how to talk about this. Because she knows we play pretend for a living. And that's kind of how we've explained it all on like sets and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So the other day she was at preschool and one of the little boys, her little friend walked up to her and goes, I saw your mommy and daddy on the cover of the magazine when I was at the doctor's office. And I was like, no, you didn't. Our daughter. And uh, the little boy was like, yes, I did. I saw your mom and dad on the cover of the magazine. And so she pushed him and was like, no, you didn't. And got very upset about it. Mm. And um, and so we haven't quite, this is what happened last week. We haven't quite addressed that situation of of explaining that aspect to her. Because he didn't say it in a negative way. It wasn't done in like, this kid can't read. It was just more like, your mom and dad are everywhere type of thing. And my kid's like, no, they're not. They're mine. And yeah. you're like, well, one day we're going to have to explain this. And so Ash and I just literally, so if you have any advice, we literally just started discussing how are we going to talk about how play pretend affects the rest of our lives. Yeah. I uh, obviously, um, <clears throat> I mean, I, my experience with my kids is that they, you know, for a long time, I didn't want them to know what I did. I really didn't want them to know what yeah. I did. And I wanted just to be the dad that comes home um, and takes his jacket off and puts his briefcase down from work mm-hmm. and plays around with them. And for a long time when they're really young, you can get away with that. And then uh, I find they notice something's different when they realize people coming up to you Well, my on the kid street. knows my name. My daughters, my kids know my name is Mila Kunis. Right. No one has ever called me Mila Kunis. And so when you go, hey, Bear, what's mommy's name? And he goes, Mila Kunis. It breaks my heart. Because the only reason he knows my name is because somebody at the grocery store said it, someone at the gas station said it. Like, it's the only reason that they know right. what my real name is. Right. It's a really bizarre realization that I had that both my kids know my husband and my real full names. So right. kids know their parents' names. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I've, I, both my kids, especially my son, are very comfortable putting me down. So I hope that that happens. No, no, and it's really good because I was in a restaurant last night with my son and he's 13 and we're having kind of like a guy's night out because yeah, my wife and uh, and and daughter were were at a show. So we're um I'm just talking about and the, the two of us were getting some we just got a steak and we're talking about stuff and some a guy came over to the table and he was yeah. saying all these you know nice things to me about my career and my work. And my son was just sort of like smiling and shaking his head, 
sort of like, uh, and he said, the guy said something really nice. Like I really, you know, I, I'm uncomfortable talking about it, but just, he said like a nice very thing. Complimentary he was very complimentary yes. toward, towards me. And then my son sort of was shaking his head and the, the guy left the table. My son was like, yeah, well, a, lot, a lot he doesn't know, you know? And, <laughs> and, uh, and it was just really good. Like, you know, I know the real story, sure. buddy. Yeah. And I love that. I love that he, is I mean I can tell he's yeah I can tell he's on some level proud of what I'm doing but, but he also knows but that's okay it's it's healthy to be proud of your parents yes. right like that's a good thing to do is to be proud like I was proud of my dad was a cab driver I never looked at him and was like so it's okay that you were yeah. you know yeah but I hope that my kids have their idea like oh you think that 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 they're hot shit like I hope that that my kids are like no they're not you know, that's healthy that's a healthy right parent child relationship right you know. Well, I'm just watching, uh, knowing you uh, all these years uh, and seeing the way you guys are with your kids. I have no doubt that they're going to be fine. It's my biggest, like, how do you raise kids in L.A. doing what we do and not have them turn out miserable? I do think there's something to them having to get jobs pretty early. You, know, you know my husband. You don't think my kids are going to they have jobs now. <laughs> they they literally have they have chores at starting the age of 2 in our house. Right. They're responsible for our dogs. Right. So they have to feed the dogs, they have to walk the dogs. They're literally they have they have to make their bed, they have to uh, wash their dishes. They have Job starting at two. It's a little bit extreme, but I think that. Yeah, like I our- saw. I saw your son building a stone wall, <laughs> uh, and it was and it was for the city. It was for the city. It was for the city of Los Angeles. Did he have sunblock on it? No, he did. Oh, okay. He didn't. And, oh, he didn't. Uh, no, he did not. I know. And- I know. Jobs are really important. It's funny how important it is for your kids to have a job at a young age. It's really important. Right. All right. Uh, we're gonna. Can my kids mess- come work for you? Yeah. Yeah. They actually they could. That'd be cool. They'd have to handle alcohol, though. I want them bringing me drinks. That my daughter can bring you a drink, no problem, today. We have a little fridge that she knows how to open, and she will bring you a beer. That's fantastic. Ashton goes, can you get Daddy a beer? And she's like, of course. Right. And she goes to the little fridge and gets a beer. Yeah. Mine would be, can you make Daddy a rum and Coke? Did uh, your kids make a rum and Coke? I don't know. I wouldn't have a rum Do you rum think and- your kids have had a drink? I do not. You don't think so, or you don't I know? think they're like, I, I do not think they have, no. I don't That's think so they nice. aspire... I don't think they aspire to that. I think they're, uh, in, in a good way, I think they're growing up slowly. And I know there are people listening right now that are saying, oh, man, you're so, you don't get it. Of course they've had a drink. And I'm thinking, Oh, no, no I believe I don't think they, I, I don't think it. they, I don't think they have. Um, they smoke a ton of weed. <laughs> uh, I've seen your daughter on vacation studying. Yes, that's what she does. <laughs> I know. I, I, I'm I've the, seen it on a days where you're like, go outside and play. And she's just like. No, she's like, no, must. And it will be a Saturday morning. I, I know. It's and crazy. she's like, I've got to work. I know. So I I'm, must understand everything. And I'm saying, look. Uh, and it, 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 The sad thing is it's a little familiar to me because I was kind of like that. Were you like that? Yeah. I was um, a bit of a freak as a child. Huh. But uh, that's the curse. That's why I have absolutely uh, no exposure to the sun. And I'm in my 50s. Mm-hmm. When do you go back to Cuba? Well, I'll go back. I should go back. Well, I just got, you know where I was? I was just in Ghana. I like to go to different places and film. That's what so. we talked about. Because I was like, well, I, I want to go to Cuba. Oh, and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, oh, my husband's here. Your husband's here peering in the window. Is he going to come in and say hello? Or he's just going to be back there? I don't know. Are you going to come in? Oh, by the way, do you know our anniversary is tomorrow? And oh, went, is it really? Oh, wow. I know. And he thought it was today. Ask him when, when's our anniversary. 
Come in, come in. When's your anniversary? Oh, God. Ask him because he got it wrong. Okay, sir, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's Ashton. It's also my, my Uber driver. And, and your Uber driver. <laughs> I'm Uber driving. What, wait, now, when did you, you didn't know your anniversary? I thought it was today. <laughs> It's not the anniversary was today. You're always better off being a day early than a day late on the anniversary path. So you had no idea when the anniversary but was. But it's hanging, there's a plaque in our house that has our anniversary on it. Like, so, so that, by, just look in the kitchen. I don't read. <laughs> so you bought a pony today instead of getting it I delivered just tomorrow. You can't see this right so, now, but Ashton has a pony here uh, and it's got a big bow on it and its name is Butterscotch. <laughs> That's fantastic. How are you? Yeah, so you're the ride home? Yeah. I'm the Uber driver today. We have to go pick yeah. up our kids. Oh. It's going to be a really exciting oh, day today. Look, we all pretended to care about our kids during the podcast, but it's bullshit, man. <laughs> you're carrying this too far. You want to come with us? Uh, sure. And you don't invite the Uber driver in. This isn't like the Stern <laughs> show where the driver comes up. <laughs> it can be. Can I just say one thing? You guys have both seen me on the beach. What's it like when you see this body, <laughs> this body running down the beach? What's it like? Can we call you White Lightning? <laughs> well, like, I'm, like, I'm like, there goes White Lightning. He's streaking by. Uh, I know. I can't miss you. I mean, you're very specific. I'm very specific. Specific is a nice <laughs> word for a tall Belgian woman with no skin tone. Right. Uh, Look, there's Conan. It's like seeing an exotic ostrich. The Irish are coming. <laughs> Put the beer away. We won't have any for the guests later. Uh, all right, I'm going to let you guys go get your kids. But uh, thank you so much for being here. Ashton, good to see time. you. Pleasure. Um, stay focused when you're driving, okay? I do. Okay, I know you do. We heard about that. We've discussed it all. <laughs> and... Uh, Mila, seriously, uh, since the first day I met you, and then a couple of times since then, once we were at some kooky award show together, and I think I talked to you for like five minutes backstage. It was like a people's choice or something. Sure. And I talked to you for like five minutes backstage, and you left, and I was glowing like that is a special person. Oh, so, I, and I really mean that. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you. Thanks likewise. for being here, and uh, God bless you, and I look forward to running into you. When I'm wearing a Speedo. See you this weekend. Yeah, exactly. Be, <laughs> you should see me in a Speedo. It's, it's awful. <laughs> We're done. So now, where else can you go surfing and skiing the same day, huh? I don't know. Or check out a world-class art museum and then camp at a dark sky sanctuary that night, huh? Yeah. Yeah, where else can you hike through Redwoods and then get a luxury spa treatment? Where? Well, you live there. California. <laughs> California, Sona. No matter where California. you go across the state, you'll find a way to play. I'm a California resident. So are you. Sona, you are a lifelong California resident. I'm a lifer. I love this place. This is a beautiful state. Gorgeous. So many different, wonderful ecosystems in one state. You can hang out by a Palm Springs pool. You know, you can go whale watching, you can go hiking in Yosemite, and then uh, talk about the great cities in California. You get all this amazing food, sushi, whatever you want, they got it in California. Hey, if you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have 
Issues are things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time. Don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah, and we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up, and I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I, then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. So last week, I uh, fed myself right into the mouth of the lion by mentioning that I sketch with my mother in the park. You sketch with your mother in the park. Let's just let that sink in for our listeners. Her name is Welford. Her name is Welford. She's lovely. I'm, listen, this is, I'm not disparaging your mother, but some people probably accuse me of being hard on you, Gorley. I think most people, yeah. Maybe half, maybe sometimes think that I'm overly tough on Gorley and that I portray him as this kind of slackerish fop. And then- Wait, you can't be a fop and a slacker. Okay, let's 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 change that. I again, fresh off the plane from Ghana, tired. Came back on Monday. Silence. <laughs> I can't just say silence. It's so wrong. Silence. I got that in old sci-fi movie. Silence. No, uh, many people have accused me yeah. of uh, maybe being a little tough on you because I portray you. You've always felt unfairly as sort of a twee, fussy fop mm-hmm. with uh, his little mannerisms his collection of eBay presidential memorabilia. And I thought, okay, maybe I'm being too tough on him. And then last week, you (laughs) reveal that you got to run because you have to go sketch in the park with your mother, whose name is Welford. I happen to know, because I have friends that listen to the podcast. One of them called me up this morning and said that his jaw dropped off. (laughs) His jaw dropped off when he heard that. He said he was walking down the west side of Manhattan and his jaw fell off and clattered on the sidewalk, then fell down into a grate. So now his jaw is gone. So anyway, that really happened. You really do that. And that's something you do regularly. Well, we do a few times a year whenever we can. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that you wanted to talk to her and I thought maybe we could get her on the line and you can maybe get to the bottom of of the truth of this all. If you really want to know where this is all coming from. I am definitely my mother's son. I'm a mama's boy. So this would be it. Oh, you a mama's boy? Uh, I know. It's a surprise. Oh, okay. No, it's all right. Okay. You never know. So many unexpected turns in life. Okay. Let's give her a call. Hello. We are not available now. (laughs) Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. Hello, uh, this is Conan O'Brien calling. I'm calling for Welford, the mother of Matt Gorley. If you're there, hello. This is this is the mother of Matt Gorley. Oh, oh my, oh my God! Hi, mom. 
the Mither? Did, I'm sorry. Uh, well, what, what's, what, what do I call you? Your last name is, is it Merrill? Mrs. Merrill? Yes. Okay, but I was. You had ju- called me Nat Smither on your podcast. Oh, I did. Oh my God, <laughs> I thought you were. I thought this was like a character actress uh, playing the part of uh, Matt Gorley's mom, but you really are his mom. I am his mom. Yes. Well, let me. Uh, may I call you Wilford? Uh, what, what do you prefer, uh, Mrs. Merrill? I mean, I want to be respectful. No, um, <clears throat> Wilford is fine. Do you have a nickname? Wilf. <laughs> Your nickname is Welf? Okay. Yeah, that's uh, what my husband started calling me. Mom, tell him your full name, all the names. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. Catherine, Welford, Noland, Warden, Gorley, Merrill. <laughs> my God. Did you come over on, like, seven Mayflowers? Is that what happened? They all crashed into each other? Uh, well, that's I was impressive. given four names at birth, so. And okay. tell him what you call me. Monty. Why do you call Matt Monty? Well, my two youngest boys, when they were real little, couldn't say Matt for some reason, and they or called him Monty. <laughs> Maybe they just had distaste for him. And uh, Well, anyway, I won't go there. That seems cruel. <laughs> Do you know what my mother calls me, and I'm not kidding? Uh, no, I don't. Well, you shouldn't. I mean, it was just, it was a, it was a, it was a rhetorical question. Uh, no, my mother, uh, my mother calls me Pigeon Pie. What? Yeah. My mother will still, to this day, I'll call up and I'll go, hello, Ma, it's Conan. And she'll say, well, hello there, Pigeon Pie. Oh, that's all I'm ever going to call you now. Hey, uh, <laughs> yes, you can do that well, right you, up until the moment you're like. that's a term of endearment. Uh, I think so, or right? else she's very hungry uh, and will eat anything. Um, well, I wanted to talk to you about your son, uh, Matt Gorley. You know him as Matt Gorley. Uh, we just call him Monty. Uh <laughs> But uh, let me ask you something, Welford. Last week, Matt mentioned that it's a regular practice. Both of you like to go to the park together at an appointed time, and you like to sketch. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How long have you been doing this for? We've done it, I would say, maybe about four times now. Uh-huh. Can I ask you some questions? Does Matt wear a big sun hat? <laughs> <laughs> No, he doesn't. Okay, that's interesting to <laughs> he know. He's a great artist, though. Is he a good artist? Oh, she's the best. Oh. She's amazing. No, no, no. He no. is so much better. The last time we went sketching, I didn't even want to look at his drawing until I had finished mine because I would have stopped doing mine. His, it's an architectural type of style, but very light and airy, <laughs> and mine is very detailed. And Can I just say that you, it seems like you both have... Uh, a beautiful, special, and loving relationship, and it's making me sick to my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gone sketching with my mother. I've uh, never gone sketching with my father. In fact, my father and I have not made eye contact since the Lyndon Johnson administration. <laughs> oh. I want you to know oh. that. Yeah. I don't just... know whether to laugh or to say that's sad. <clears throat> no, uh, it's just how we are as Irish Catholics. Uh, this is uh, clearly, I'm guessing, what is your denomination, if you don't mind me asking? Denomination? Yes. Religious? Yes, mean? yes. Your background. Your, Protestant. Your, Protestant. So, yeah, and no. no, I am not for Trump. <laughs> well, this no, is, don't get this me is, started. I'm sorry. That's my mom. Welford, this is not a robocall. <laughs> Did you think this was a robocall for Trump? 
I don't think many people who go to the park to sketch are for Trump. That's true. Uh, <laughs> so tell me, you say that um, what kinds of things are you guys drawing? What's Matt drawing, for example? What's he sketching? Well, we're sketching um, unique houses, buildings. We went to Pio Pico Mansion in Pico Rivera and sketched one of the buildings. I'm not sure if it was the mansion or not. but um, Let me ask you something. Uh, does, does Matt ever sketch people or is it always architectural shapes? Um, I'm sure he sketched people before. But you haven't seen it. Let me tell you where I'm going with this, Welford. It's a known fact that people who only sketch architecture do so because they feel removed and isolated from humanity. (laughs) Adolf Hitler famously (laughs) only painted and sketched architecturally. Uh, And he was quite competent at it. When asked to portray humans, he had great difficulty Uh, This probably belied some kind of deep-felt frustration and alienation, which led to him destroying half the world. Anyway, what I'm trying to— I know Matt has sketched people before. He Yes, but can I just say something, Welford? He did so against their will. (laughs) And (laughs) I looked up the police records in Los Angeles, and seven times uh, your son has been arrested and detained (laughs) for sketching women that were sunbathing against their will. Uh, Were you not aware of this? Well, I think I did see his poster in the post office once. Very nice. Oh, Oh my God. You have the improv gene. Yes, Anne. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you very much. I see now where Matt gets it. Well, you know what? I make my jokes, and I I like to, as Sona calls it, uh, she says, oh, you're quite the joshter. Um, You like your joshing and your jesting. That's what Sona always says. Yes, she does. Uh, But um, I think it's very sweet that you have this relationship with your son. And I'll admit to being a little jealous because... uh, Oh, Pigeon Pie, you should come along sometime. Yeah. I I would love to, if you mention Pigeon Pie one more time. I think I heard on your (laughs) podcast with um, Billy Eichner that you wanted to come to the park one time when we were sketching. I would like to come sometime, and I would like to see uh, Matt sitting there. What kind of sunglasses? Does he wear like a vintage sort of late 50s sunglasses, those kind that have the flip-up lens, flip-up shade? (laughs) I really have no idea. Oh, you don't look at your son ever, huh? (laughs) Maybe that's why you... Strictly sketch architectural forms rather than a human being, Welford. You see, you and your son suffer from the same malady and inability to truly bond with another human being. Now, we're bonding with each other, right, Mom? Yeah, I wouldn't give it up for the world. <laughs> what was uh, Maddie like when he was a little boy? Was he uh, always out there collecting butterflies? And <laughs> what, what kind of fellow was he? Well, he was very funny, funny all the time. Oh, and so what was- happened? <laughs> Did he hit his head or something? You know, those things, they say a sharp blow, and that can just go away. Uh, he was very uh, creative. Uh-huh. He um, had made his own films with mm-hmm. Star Wars characters and the like, and, you know, he majored in theater and set design. Did he have trouble with bullies, I imagine? Bullies bullying him for his... Uh... I do now. <laughs> yeah, you, Conan. But, excuse uh, no. me, Welford, <laughs> excuse me, you're the one who's incapable of drawing the human form because of your desire to invade Poland. That's not me, that's you, Welford. I'm sorry, I'm clearly... Oh, okay. You don't have to answer that. Mom. Clearly out of control. Um, I'm way out of control today, and I apologize. You know, let's get back to Matt. Matt, he got along well with other children? Oh, Yeah. No real issues then back then. Not that I know of, but I'm finding out lately that for most of my kids that 
they did things that I had no idea they did, and I'm glad I didn't know it when they did it. Well, what are you this talking is, about? This is fantastic. Uh, why don't you be quiet, Matt? <laughs> ah, see, my technique has worked. I have kept you talking, Walford, and now the beans are out of the terrine. Uh, <laughs> A saying that no one's ever uttered. So you, you find that uh, your children now are telling you things that they were up to that you didn't know about. Right. What have I done? I don't know about you, honey. I don't know. <laughs> I just know the other three have done stuff. Yeah, it's only them. Well, what did they do? Okay. Is there anything we can talk about? Well, I just found out a couple of weeks ago that um, my two youngest sons and a friend of theirs, we have uh, our garage is right next to a neighbor's garage, and it's a little enclosed area behind a gate. And they used to go back there, um, and there was a couch back there, very classy. And they told me, and I don't know if they're telling me the truth or not, but that they used to smoke weed out there. What? What? And this is when they were teens. They yeah, were. Wait a minute. They were. They were smoking Mary Jane. On a couch, <laughs> uh, and and this is when you're supposedly around. Are you there at the house when this is happening? I'm sure they did things mostly when I, <clears throat> excuse me, wasn't there. How do you think they got a hold of this wacky tobacco? Well, it's certainly something beyond my knowledge. Okay, I mean, so you're just I'm finding sure out about this now. Things. No, the, sure the only thing I would do when you were gone is I would, take today, the, right? I would take the mattress outside and jump off the roof and do my own little stunt shows when you weren't there. <laughs> Listen, I give your son a hard time here on the show, Welford, but I, I do it out of good fun, a sense of bonhomie. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I know you. Yeah, I've, I've watched your TV show and listening to the um, podcast. Are you a regular? I haven't listened to them all, but right? I've listened to a few of them, and uh, they're very funny. Are you a regular, uh, regular viewer of the TV show? Well, not anymore. <laughs> when you were on Late Night, I think it was. Mm -hmm. They don't have cable. So you haven't seen no. me since 2010. But nine years I've been toiling away on my craft. And you haven't I'm been so there. I'm sorry. You'll watch your son jump off a roof. <laughs> but you won't watch me make a professional television show. Welford, what if we offered to buy you cable? Would you watch me then? Well, sure. Well, I'm not sure you would. Mom, play your cards right on this. You know, you'd, you'd like catch up on Veep. and I would... I would definitely watch you, Conan, Conan, because... You don't even know my name. <laughs> I would definitely watch... A, I would definitely watch I'm you, in the Conan. Of a cough. Yeah, that's everyone's Conan, excuse. Conan, Conan, Conan. I would definitely watch you, because we enjoyed your show when we, when we saw it. Thank you. Uh, Welford, I'm going to get you cable, and I want you to look at, watch the show, and then we're going to check back in with you, okay? Sona, will you set this up? <laughs> will you make sure that we get Welford cable? I, I get... What? Where? where I don't, you speak I don't, into the microphone. I, I don't even have cable, but I sure. Wait, you don't have cable. No, but I we can get. Her oh, wait, cable. how do you watch the show? <laughs> I watch it when we tape it here. Oh my god! You want me to watch it when we're taping in here, and then go home and watch it again with your husband? No, Tack loves me. No, I mean he does, but no. Uh, sure, I will. I'll get cable. No, no, for Welford. I'm, that's what I meant. Yes, I Welford, will get, we're going to get Welford, you set up. I'll get you cable. Well, will you watch my show, Welford? And then I want to talk to you, and I want you to be honest with me and tell me if it compares to the show that you watched when you last saw me almost a decade ago. Will you do that <laughs> well, for me? Oh, that sounds wonderful. Welford, there's a rumor that you dressed Matt as a girl for eight years. 
Is that true? And you made him wear a. T- <gasps> oh, that reminds you, me. Did you make him wear? Did you make him dress as a girl and wear a, a, a nineteen turn of the century nineteen oh two girls outfit until he was eleven? Is she that true? Did not cut my hair for how long, Mom? That's ex- it. Except my bangs. So I just had long curly hair. With I bangs. knew that. Yeah. How did I know yeah. that, Welford? How did I know? <laughs> Well, his hair was just too cute. I couldn't cut it. Oh, that's the one regret I have. That's why you couldn't <laughs> work the machinery down I'm at sorry, the mill. Matt. Well, listen, Welford, it's been very nice talking to you. Unless anyone else has any thoughts. No, I love you, Mom. Love you too, hon. Yeah, it's really sweet. When are you going to sketch in the park next? Mm, I don't know, probably a month well, or two. Well, we don't know yet, but um, hopefully sometime soon. Okay. Well, think about drawing people or just drawing it. <laughs> see if you can learn. Manage it. Yeah, it's called having empathy and connection to others. But just try it. I don't want you to turn bitter and then start invading neighboring countries. (laughs) Okay? Well, it was lovely talking to you, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts about the show. All right. Thanks, Conan. Bye-bye. Thanks, Mom. Bye. Bye, Matt. Bye, Sona. Bye. 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 Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Sonam Obsessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco and Chris Bannon and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Special thanks to Jack White for the theme song. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and the show is engineered by Will Beckton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf. At Founders Brewing Company, we set out to create a beer that lets you embrace the unconventional. Mortal Bloom is a radiantly beautiful, hazy IPA that will wrap your taste buds with intense citrus and tropical notes of pineapple and mango. Coming in at 6.2% ABV with big aromatics and no bitterness, it's the perfect beer, if we do say so ourselves. Visit foundersbrewing.com to find Mortal Bloom Hazy IPA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.